Hello, and welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings toward our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. I am Chicky. I am. Oh, I just forgot what my username is. I think I'm at the Chickren on Twitter. Uh, if I'm correct about that. If not, I guess follow someone interesting. Um, and uh, today we're going to be covering um, Brand's fourth chapter of A Game of Thrones. Um, I am joined by Lot. Hi, I'm Lot, and I'm the Lady of Tarth on Twitter. And Devin. Hey, this is Devin GD Harpo on Twitter. And Guile. Hi, I'm Guile, and I tweet at Door Podcast. And um, as usual, we're going to give our standard trigger warning for um, rape and discussions of violence. However, I don't, hopefully, well, you never know. You never know what that's. I mean. <laughs> and, and of course, we'll spoil everything. Um, books, show, whatever. Uh, so this chapter begins with um, Bran um, stuck in his room with old man and he is not very happy about it. Um, he is watching, uh, Rickon in the yard, um, playing with the dire wolves. I'm not sure. Does it seem like gray wind is basically babysitting Rickon? Yeah, I think so. Like babysitting him and shaggy dog, who just seems like a disaster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, Bran, Bran is recovering still and he hasn't been able to go down and play. And he's very upset about this. Of course, he's just turned eight um, and he's really sick of old Nan and her stories. Um, however, where he's like, he's eight, a man nearly grown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I, you can remember being that age and thinking that you were really old, but of course no. eight is such a baby. Yeah. Um, so old Nan starts telling Bran a scary story, which is what he requested because apparently he is sick of all of her other stories at this point because they've been locked up together in his room for so long since she's been babysitting him. Child after my own heart, because that's all I wanted to is just give me the, the scary stories. Straight to the horror for yes, lots. Please. Um, and for <laughs> Bran. So old Nan starts telling the story of uh, the long night and the others and the last hero. Um, and gosh, it, <laughs> I hate to talk about the show, but since the way the show ended, uh, you know, I mean, obviously it's not the way that the books are going to end exactly, but doesn't this just make you kind of scared for what Bran is going to go through? I mean, he's already gone through a lot to the point that we have him at in, in dance, but my God. Yeah. I mean, well, go ahead. Go. And there was, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, like, it's just kind of like a taste of the things to come. And it's like, it feels like as you reread this, it's um, quite a lot to unpack. I feel like there's going to be quite a lot to unpack. There was this part where they talk about he goes, you know, he goes to the lands. The last hero goes to the Deadlands with a sword, a horse, a dog and a dozen companions. And, you know, they all die. And I was just trying to like. Okay, the horse is Hodor, the dog is Summer, the sword is probably Mira, you know, Mira, like, going through. And then I was like, wait, it doesn't have to be quite so literal, you know? It could be. I mean, it could be. The, I'm, when I said unpack, it sounds like you were doing that work. 
and I don't think I don't think the show touched on half of what Brandon's gonna go through. Just given what um, like all the dreams, the prophecy stuff um, that goes into his storyline and where we last see him in dance. Yeah, I don't think the show has been touched on most of that. We had a question too from um, somebody specifically about Old Nan's stories. Um, Aruna uh, says about Old Nan's story, did she imply that the others can't walk around under the sun? Have they been seen during the day on the books? That would explain why they need the long night. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that's how I took her story here was that the sunlight, you know, they, they're like vampires <laughs> being the sunlight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is something that the show for some reason didn't do, but is very much a thing in the books where they, they only come at night, um, it seems. So the long night then, I mean, like, when they talk about it, it's usually like um, the winter means the long night. But could the long night literally be like, kind of like, how, oh, no, what? I think it's literally the sun doesn't come up. I, that's kind of what's implied yeah. in a few places throughout. Well, and if you're from a northerly climate mm-hmm. or place, you know, I mean, especially if you get up, you know, obviously toward the Arctic Circle, I mean, the the nights get really long in the winter. And so, <laughs> you know, the closer you are, as we've seen, you know, there are people who live in places where the sun never comes up for a few days in the winter. And I think that's I, I think that's what the long night is. My nephew was visiting a place in northern Norway, and I, I always like to look at the sunrise sunset time. So he was arriving the day after Thanksgiving and the sun set you know, at like two and then it rose like January, like 30th or something. (laughs) Yeah. It was like that. Like it literally wasn't the long night. I've been to like, um, white horse. So I, but I, I went when it was like warm, it was the summer. So we had like long, long days. Uh, it's trippy as fuck. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So everywhere has like the thick curtain, you know, the, um, sun blocking curtains and stuff. And yeah, just, yeah, you just it's like nine o'clock at night and the sun is still up like like it's like <laughs> bright as day and you just yeah, you can't quite catch your 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 footing with what, where you're at in the world. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I mean, I always have assumed that the long night is, in fact, literal. I don't know that it could have lasted for several years, although George George doesn't have a good grasp of what what effect his seasons have on like the real world. So I don't know, maybe he does mean for it to have been years. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, in, in Nan's story too, they talk about the, the winter being so long that, you know, people are like starving to death and I'm, yeah. So it's going to be down for a long time. I, I'm more inclined Ugh. to believe that too. It's hell. Ugh. Frozen yeah. hell. Sounds terrible. Um, I should back up and mention we we kind of got a few hints from from old Nan in that section as well about um, the possible origins of of Hodor. It kind of gives me a little more respect for George. He must have had some concept of of Dunk at this point. Do you think to have made such a, a point of 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 how of of like saying how small old Nan was and how surprising it was that someone as enormous as Hodor was her mm-hmm. descendant. Mm-hmm. I totally think so. Although yeah. I just, you know, Dunk, I just have a hard, I still have a hard time imagining Dunk like knocking up all these women over all over the Seven Kingdoms, you know? I know it's not cute. Other people I know think it's cute that he's just running around leaving these poor fatherless children everywhere, but 
I mean, because, especially in a feudal society, that's really rough for kids who don't have a Yeah, dad. and like Dunk wouldn't, you know, Dunk is so like, he's well, gonna... he's not doing it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's having sex with them on purpose. Well, he yeah. knows what happens, right? <laughs> well, it doesn't stop, have, like, these are human, well, humans, you know, it's never stopped them before. <laughs> I know, I just feel like I felt, I, I think... I think more of Dunk than that. Like, I feel like, you know, he could have, unless it's a situation where, you know, he he's like old man's dad or something. And, you know, like the mom, like, I just figured Dunk would fall in love with any woman that he had sex with and like, wouldn't leave. <laughs> like, he's that type. He's such mm-hmm. a romantic. Mm-hmm. Unless you go by the, you know, he and Rohan did it in the barn. Uh, I really don't think they did. But I, this is why it's so hard to imagine that he's just scattering bastards all over Westeros. I don't know. It's a weird, I guess. Well, we'll never, never find know. out. He'll, <laughs> he'll never write any more of that either. <laughs> so anyway, um, after or actually in the, in the in the middle of Old Nan's story about the others, um, Bran gets interrupted and taken down to the Great Hall where Tyrion has arrived. And Rob has received him with a, a sword, naked steel, across his knees, which is um, not a welcoming thing to do. And um, it's a very tense situation where um, Tyrion is clearly trying to figure out what exactly has happened, which I find a little disingenuous. Did you guys think this, too? Because I was like, Tyrion definitely knows that Jamie and Cersei were involved in Bran falling, right? Yeah, I mean, he strongly, you know, he strongly suspects him from that encounter in his... At the, in the breakfast chapter. So, you know, yeah, it seems like Tyrion should be a little bit sharper than this. What's like, I can't remember. Did Catelyn tell Rob that it was the Lannisters for suspect? Like, I can't, I honestly can't remember. Uh, yeah, I, cause Rob, Rob, it was Rob, Leon, like right? uh, and Maester, oh, good grief. His name just slipped right away from me. What's that maester's name? Lewin, yeah. Isn't that who? Isn't that what their little group was when they when they decided what Cat was going to do and go south? Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah, that that explains his behavior. This was weeks ago when we did that episode. This is the hard thing about really stretching (laughs) out this reread is you get so far between every chapter that you can't remember. but anyway, then we have this really weird moment where all three of the direwolves who are still in Winterfell kind of like close in like a pack to um, menace Tyrion. And I don't know why I'd kind of forgotten that this happened. Yeah, me too. And it's Gia. interesting how. Oh, sorry. Yeah, and like, well, Bran doesn't have much awareness of, of why it's happening. And Rob clearly seems kind of confused and like, you know surprised that it's happening as well. So what is this? Is this just the, the wolves feeding on their feelings or what? I mean, I feel like this is a remnant of the, this is a, another remnant of the outline where Tyrion and Jon were going to be, you know, romantic rivals and there's some kind of rivalry, you know, or he just has a Lannister smell, you know, <laughs> maybe it's just that. Is it supposed to be just they smell like Jamie? Is that what, or that Tyrion smells like Jamie? And that's, I don't know what it is. Or it's like, I don't, I was thinking the dagger, perhaps it was. Tyrion's right in his possession the scent of Tyrion on the dagger I don't know it could I mean he hadn't had Rob it for so long. yeah like Grey Wind feeding off Rob and the other two feeding off Grey Wind I guess yeah That's that true. could be I like that how Bran be. thinks you know Summer's definitely the smartest though <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> well, don't, doesn't everyone think that about their own dog? Yeah, or they're the dumbest, whatever. I <laughs> <laughs> love them anyway. <laughs> no one has a no one has a mediocre dog. Let's say. <laughs> <laughs> so. Tyrion gives, um, well, I guess he gives it to Maester Lewin, this plan for a saddle that would work for Bran to be able to ride, despite the fact that he's paralyzed from, it's not really clear, is this like chest down, waist down? I mean, he, he clearly has use of his arms. I, I don't, uh, I, I don't, I, I, they never really, has to be. Never, you know, they talk about how he's not going to be with a woman, so I always just kind of. Definitely waist down. <laughs> right, like waist down. But I mean, waist like... down. Yeah. Yeah, it must be waist down. We had a question uh, too from the Discord. Pretty Thief asked, um, "Do you think there's any significance to Tyrion's gift of a saddle, whether that be a significance to the plot or something we should remember about his character?" I mean, I think it's his character, but then I also think you could say that there's maybe a point in time where if Tyrion was going to be a dragon rider, for example, like he would be someone who's capable of, you know, fashioning a saddle for a dragon or, you know, planning a saddle for a dragon. So, I mean, there could be something Mm -hmm. to that. That's that's pretty good. That's what I've always thought, the saddles for dragons, which they just completely skipped on the show. That would be impossible (laughs) to not kill yourself. I know. (laughs) I know. Huh. Yeah, I totally didn't even get, think that far. I was uh, more like, oh, remember when Tyrion wasn't a complete asshole? <laughs> like, remember when? Well, and he has this whole line here, you know, the the famous ba- cripple, what is it? Cripples. Cripples, bastards, and broken Broke things. Like, I think it is. And, you know, I, you know, we know George has that interest in in his, the people he wants to write about aren't like the perfect strong heroes where nothing is ever wrong with them. Like he wants to write about the cripples, bastards and broken things. And, you know, this is you know, him, him kind of throwing out, throwing their value again out there. Yeah, for sure. Well, and, you know, kind of drawing the link between John, uh, Tyrion and Bran here as central figures, probably mm-hmm. to the story. Um, I, yeah, I I mean, I think this is just Tyrion being a decent person. I mean, as much as we give Tyrion shit, Tyrion's not like a sociopath or anything. I mean, he has empathy and he likes people and, you know, he can be kind when he isn't being an incel. Um, (laughs) I mean, he's, yeah, he's, you know, he's an incel, but I mean, yeah, again, like that could change someday for him. You know, a sociopath is a sociopath, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think Tyrion has a personality disorder or something that, you know, would be no, not really like difficult Cersei. to overcome. <laughs> no, no, no. He's got issues he's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's got he's, a lot of issues. He's got subscriptions and <sighs> he's committed some serious crimes. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, this this whole tense moment kind of comes to an end, but um, I think. Rob seems to be kind of won over by the fact that Tyrion was offering the saddle. Although John did ask Tyrion, I think, to help Bran. But um, it, so Rob kind of rescinds his 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 unwelcome and offers to let Tyrion stay at Winterfell. And Tyrion's like, "Fuck no, <laughs> I'm not staying." Here. Yeah. Well, especially after the like murder know, dogs, the, the murder <laughs> dogs attacked him. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, maybe not. 
but Rob will let the Night's Watch. He already had told the Night's Watch guys that they were welcome because Yorin and uh, a couple other guys are traveling with Tyrion south. And so they stay at Winterfell and Tyrion leaves. And um, Bran gets taken back to his room and he has, um, I don't know if it's a dream or a nightmare about climbing and I think there are vague allusions to Jamie here because there are like gargoyles that turn into lions or something and he's talking about not remembering what he heard or not hearing what he's hearing and I I assume I don't know what do you do you guys think that's about what he heard in the tower or is, the, is there some greater meaning here I don't know my mind just automatically went to him not he can't remember it was Jamie and Cersei and there's a part of him and that knows that that that's that I mean that's that's where I went. I didn't think beyond. And just the, yeah, he has that doubt still. You know, he can't fly. He's he's still like, it's almost like he's just he's scared of his destiny still. Like a classic, you know, more of a classic like not quite ready for his destiny yet. Hero's journey garbage. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, after his dream, he goes down to the meal in the in the great hall that Rob is putting on for the Night's Watch guys. And um, sadly, at this dinner, they find out that Benjen Stark is missing and Rob does not take this well. Um, in fact, he just basically denies that it's true. <laughs> you know, in a lot of this chapter, it was a lot of it was really about Rob and Rob's uh, greenness, I guess, and like kind of his is soon to be break with childhood because like a lot of his like reactions to things were so i mean like over the top and kind of i mean his outbursts about benjen is one of them but then even the way he did the thing with the sword on his lap it's just like if you're a bit older and wiser you wouldn't really be like yeah that's a weird flex you know (laughs) he's trying so hard and i mean one thing I, you know, felt, I mean, I felt like this chapter was really, like, I don't know if it resonated for all of you more, but just, you know, the way Bran at the start of the chapter is thinking, he keeps thinking about how he wants things back the way they are. And he, you know, just like, God, like, how don't we all feel like that right now? Like, he's looking outside and watching it and, you know, and then just like the sense of loss that they have, like him and John, him and Rob both, you know, losing their parents, you know, losing their parents, their sisters and John and now Benjamin and just like these children are, you know, cause what is Rob here? Like 14, 15. I mean, these children yeah, are traumatized so oh, yeah. and Rob is trying, you know, he's trying so hard, you know, and Bran thinks of, you know, how he's putting on this facade of Rob the Lord. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I just think he's like, he's trying so hard and he doesn't really, he doesn't really have anyone to help him. I mean, Lewin is there and there's, you know, there's some people, but I mean, he's just a boy who's lost like everything. And has a lot of expectation that yeah. he's trying to fulfill. Right. He's not ready. Yeah, he's not, he's not ready. He's clearly not ready for the mantle that has fallen on him. At the same time, you can tell that Rob is very aware that, you know, a Lord needs to act a certain way. Um, he keeps trying to do that, which is admirable um and he's also clearly very aware of his his obligation to his brothers because you see this you know rickon gets really upset when he's gone and and brand too i mean they 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 clearly it's a sign of how close they are as a family that whoever remains is kind of clinging together yeah (laughs) and like how much they you know like 
how much the weight of the world is already on Rob. Like his little brothers need him. The people at Winterfell need him. And then knowing like what's to come, you know, all the, all the other things that are put on him. And it's like, you know, you can pretty much understand how like a nice girl who like held him while he was crying for his brothers. Like, yeah, he was going to cling to her and you know, that was going to happen. Like he's so vulnerable to just having, you know, he's so vulnerable. They're all so vulnerable. Poor kids. Speaking of the vulnerability, so when the meal is over, Rob carries Bran back up to his room. And uh, this is one of the sadder scenes, I think. Well, definitely in this book and maybe in the whole series where, you know, Rob basically ends up crying in Bran's room about, you know, the loss of their parents and, and everything that's going on. I know this is one of your favorite passages, Guile. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, like I said, I read this this morning, you know, in the middle of the pandemic and it, you know, resonates so much more. But, yeah, it's it kills me. Yeah, it's pretty. Oh, God. These Are you going to read parents. it? <laughs> no, I wasn't going to. Do you want to no. have it? Do you want to read it? Yeah, I actually have it open to it. Um, you know, so it's even in the dark room, Bran could feel his brother smile. And afterwards, we'll ride north to see the wall. We won't even tell John we're coming. We'll just be there one day, you and me. It'll be an adventure. An adventure, Bran repeated wistfully. He heard his brother sob. The room was so dark he could not see the tears on Rob's face, so he reached out and found his hand. Their fingers twined together. Mm. Like, oh, I don't know, like, God, you know, and just, like, all the knowing, like, all all the hell that's going to break loose. Like, this is this, like, last moment of that bonds them like this, and it's just flipping heartbreaking. Yeah. Damn you, George. Uh, George. Um, in the illustrated <laughs> copy, the the <clears throat> illustration for this chapter is like it's an other riding one of the ice spiders as big as hounds. By the way, and it is spectacular, and we were robbed of that in the show. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, they couldn't even CGI a dire wolf. There's no way they would have done the ice spider. I mean, we got dragons. We couldn't get ice spiders. <laughs> <laughs> they spent all the money on dragons and on nothing. Else. Yeah. Um, okay, any other final thoughts on this chapter before we move on? I'm I'm good. I don't have anything. Okay, do we have any mail or did we cover it all during? Um, there's some general questions left. There was most of the other ones I was able to incorporate into the app. So let's see. Um, Anna writes, hello, ladies. And now permanent gent. <laughs> you have <laughs> been my favorite podcast and constant companion this past months, especially now during quarantine. <clears throat> After listening to all the chapter and special episodes, I finally caved and started listening to the show once best decision ever i gave up on the show during the fifth season and it's always good to listen to people getting angry at the same things that pissed me off and truth be told your input does make me rethink some parts of the show that i disliked uh always a bit sad to hear in 2015 that wins should be coming soon <laughs> oh, God. that's so oh, hurtful God. <laughs> sorry <laughs> I would love to hear more from you on specific characters, families. I do love the Baratheons like you have done in the past. I am loving the new chapter episodes since I just started rereading the full series and I hope to keep listening to you for a long time. Thank you all for your great work. You always make me laugh. 
Did we ever do that Baratheon's brother episode, or is that just one like on the idealist? I think that was on the idealist. Yeah, I don't think we did it. I mean, you know, there's always that Patreon uh, request thing. Yeah. Oh, which we are gonna do a Patreon recording. We do have an upcoming one. Yeah. Yeah. On motherhood. I think we just have to convince Kama to do a Baratheon's brother because she obviously would have to moderate that one (laughs) since that's her her jam. Yeah, it can be no one but Kama. Oh my gosh, that would be great. <laughs> Do a Mary F. Kill. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> hey, just throwing some ideas. She can only pick Stannis for one. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, Stannis, all three. <laughs> Kill him so no one else can ever have him. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's it for uh, the mail. Okay, well... Um, if you would like to support our podcast, as as Lot just mentioned, um, we do have a Patreon, which is, I think, at patreon.com slash close the door. Um, or you could always message us on our Tumblr, which is close the door and come here.tumblr.com. Or you can hit us up on the subreddit, which is uh, reddit.com slash r slash Jamie Brienne uh, for any questions that you have. We also are on Twitter, Guile man's our our twitter account at um god what why do i always door podcast you're gonna have to sit through a bunch of my other shit though yeah yeah. she she you you might get you might get some wisconsin football stuff i don't know green bay no yeah not right now not this year i'm all about ramps this morning i mean if one if one good thing has come out of all of this no sorry wow (laughs) i mean that is like you know Wow, as a Wisconsin sports fan, that is hurtful given the Bucks are having their once in a generation season. <sighs> uh, uh, I covered Oh, you can also email us. What oh god, what's our email address? At uh, the Doran at, at gmail.com. Yeah, that's the Doran at gmail.com. I'm really with it. I'm a great moderator. <laughs> so, <laughs> Thank you, Chicky. Great episode. <laughs> I'm closing the door. Get out. <laughs>